In a world where truth is suppressed, information is censored, and alternative ideas are silenced, one group refuses to be muzzled. Despite shadow bans on social media, low downloads, and crickets on Patreon, one group refuses to be a mainstream media puppet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the podcasters. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us and welcome back. We have another great show in store for you today. Andrew Hutzinger is here to talk about his podcast, the Dope CFO Cannabis Accounting Podcast. Andrew, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm super glad that you could join us. Today we are going to focus on branded podcasts, which are used by companies to help them expand their brand. But unfortunately, most companies completely screw this up. If you are a brand in cannabis, you're going to want to listen closely to today's show because, in my opinion, Andrew has one of the best branded <laughs> cannabis podcasts going right now. I thought maybe the best way to start this off is to talk a little bit about Dope CFO and what your company does, and then we'll roll into what well, the, how the podcast connects to that. So what does the company do? So Dope CFO, we're pretty much the leader at this point in the U.S., for cannabis accounting and tax. So I have over a thousand CPAs, enrolled agents, bookkeepers, CFOs, all 50 states that do nothing but serve cannabis companies, farms, and dispensaries. They come to me for training and education, but it's even expanded. Now I have actual national accounting firms coming to me for education and the AICPA as well. So we teach cannabis accounting, and this will be highly relevant about getting started. You just said it's we have a great podcast, which is kind of funny to me because it was just like I opened up Zoom and just started talking to somebody and recording. Yeah. I don't have a professional setup in my office. I have a laptop only, no desktop, no microphone, no studio. We talk about that in startup world, minimum viable product. Just get started. I find lots of people will use every excuse under the sun to not start something because they're not quite ready. And so we follow that mantra. If you've heard it, ready, fire, aim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, find accountants in particular, they want to aim for months and months and months. They're just like, just go get started. <laughs> so originally, yeah, I had a very successful cannabis accounting practice, really mostly in Bend, Oregon, which is a tiny town of 80,000 people. As people started coming to me to help them be trained and educated, it expanded by 2018. Every client I had, I gave away to my students. And so now I only teach. It's a full-time job. We've got a, a sizable company literally just teaching, educating these different firms. Oh, and it's always changing, which kind of yeah. rolls me into the podcast. Most of your episodes are really geared towards the person that's either already servicing cannabis yeah. customers or thinking about servicing. Maybe you can tell us some of the topics that you've covered on your show. Yes. So if someone's brand new, an accountant or even a business owner, there's like, this can't be that difficult. <laughs> cannabis, oh, yes, it is. Cannabis is super complex. We, we don't call it a niche. It's not a niche. It's an industry. And so really, you've got cannabis here, CBD hemp here. They both have sub niches. We've got farming, chemical processing plants. We have product manufacturers, food and beverages and lotions and all kinds of products. Then we have distribution and wholesale. We have dispensaries. We have testing labs. We have delivery companies. And so many you can have all those different companies in one organization. And it requires cost accounting. 
There's no industry guides yet. For most industries have big four accounting guides. The big four isn't even here yet. The AICPA just recently got in. And so we have created and built um, these tools and information over the last six years and now can go out and serve. So if you're a cannabis owner, even wanting to build your brand with a podcast, yeah, make sure you're doing accounting and tax right. You don't want to skimp on that that side of things. It's very, very important to get it done right. Well, I have a great clip from that. You did you set that up perfectly for me. Let me play this clip. So anytime you do anything that doesn't make sense from a 10,000-foot level, things like selling a, a sticker that you put on your car for $100 and then giving someone pop, I had seen tax returns that a dispensary says, okay, here I've got $5 million of sales and cost of goods sold is $4,999,999.99. So taxable income is one cent. And since it's so small, we don't need to pay any tax. Things don't smell right. They're probably not right. So don't do it. <laughs> that's a great episode. That was a great episode. But that's the truth. That's Everyone's trying to get around 280E, but you just can't. Yeah, I mean, the best way is to actually just do it correctly. And so if you're a business owner, you should go hire a dope CFO accountant. They will do it correctly. And so if you do it correctly, you can actually minimize your taxable income via cost accounting. But if you're just out there listening to some attorneys even pitching ideas around multi-entity or throwing everything into cost of goods sold or doing donations or gifts, or there's all these different tricks that just don't work. If you want to break the law... Just stay in the illegal legacy markets. <laughs> I tell people that some people want to go partially into the legal markets. If you really want to be legal, just be legal. You can make a lot of money and be successful doing 280E correctly. So I tell these owners, why don't you do what you actually should do when anyone builds a company? Focus on your brand, your marketing, your revenue, your growth, your strategy, those kind of things. And just do accounting and tax right. That will add value to your company. Well, your words are really a testament to your podcast. You've stayed true to the course. And even though it's a kind of a really narrow focus that you've had, you've stayed true to the course. And I see you're up close to 100 episodes. I had 100. Have, okay. <laughs> but you look at the downloads and you're like, oh, man, we could do better. Have you ever yeah. been tempted to expand your scope and start trying to talk about different topics? It's, it's got to be tempting. We, yeah, it's funny. We do have guests and it can be all over the board, mostly accounting and tax for cannabis. Well, I try to do two shows a month, at least once a month. I'll have one of my students in the program, and we are talking about their sub-niche within the industry and things they're encountering, and, and so we usually highlight those people. We have experts in so many things across this network of the U.S., so like we just had an episode with Tina, and she's focused on the reservation in Montana, or we have someone else that just focuses on salt, sales, and local tax. So we have all kinds of diversity within the group. But with colleagues all over the country in all 50 states, some people working on reservations, some, every state has different rules. So you have access to, to all this knowledge, which makes just really enhances what you're doing, I'm sure. Yeah, since we have attorneys and CPAs and enrolled agents and bookkeepers and CFOs everywhere, at this point, there is not a question that if I don't know the answer, that's fine, because somebody else will know the answer, whether it's tax, accounting. It might be as simple as, where do I find Cannabis Bank in northern Detroit? Someone will answer it. What's the best extract machine? Something has nothing to do with accounting or tax. We'll have the answer, because our knowledge is so deep at this point. Before I finish, I always like to leave with 
some advice for aspiring podcasters, but today I thought we would share advice for companies that are thinking about starting a branded podcast. Maybe share some of the tangibles and maybe more importantly, the intangible benefits that, that your company has realized since you launched your podcast. As I think of, of cannabis companies, so if you're out there, you're going to make a new CBD beverage or a special gummy bear or just grow pot and you want to do the best and it's organic and all this stuff. It's a way to get to start to build that audience and not just only using, say, Instagram and Facebook. Build that up via your podcast. You can even use that on YouTube as well because in this industry, and I think a lot of the business owners get this, you really have to build that audience and they want to be more involved in your company. So if you're a growing pot, they want to know where and how it's grown. How do you treat employees? We talk about ESG now to evaluate companies, environmental, social, and governance. Um, people want to know that the company's actually run well, doing good things, looking at the social equity component as well. So by building that podcast, you can start to connect your audience and your customers and they really get to know you and the company as opposed to just being like Wonder Bread. Um, I'm buying a loaf of Wonder Bread and I have no idea about anything. You're right. It's nice to know the CEO is engaged and you get to know his personality. You're the host of every show, so they know you and they get to know your personalities, your quirks, some of the things that you like, things you don't like. And the community builds because they connect with you. I think that's really important. I tell people just be authentic. So I've given a whole bunch of speeches on stages, both to national accounting offices, but also national cannabis conferences. I talk to this all the time about your podcast has to be perfect or your website's got to be perfect or everything people connect with. They want to hear about your ups and downs and not only how great you are or whatever as well. But he, he was, I was tell people I was on a stage in Orlando in December and everything went wrong with their tech or I was supposed to be the first person, but they couldn't get the thing to start, and they were on a very tight schedule, and so my hour presentation got crammed into 15 minutes, and <laughs> there were 600 people in front of me, and not only that, the slides were working, and so I went totally off script, and, and I was just authentic, and people got so into it, that's all we talked about, all the failures oh, I had. <laughs> that's great. That's back to ready, fire, aim. Yeah, just... <laughs> Ready, fire, Just aim. go with it and, and be authentic and don't be worried about it. It's the same with if you're a cannabis owner or, or we'll have an accountant say, oh, I'm scared to talk to a cannabis business owner because they know everything and I don't know even how marijuana is grown or whatever. For the most part, cannabis business owners are very nice <laughs> and friendly yeah. and, and passionate about the movement. I tell people if you actually believe in the movement and the medicine side of it and social equity and the jobs and the tax dollars, they will connect with you that way more than just whether your, your website's perfect. Well, that's great advice. And you can listen to a new episode of the Dope CFO Cannabis Accounting Podcast on all major podcast sites. Or you can check the links in our show notes to go to their website and just check out some of their services that they provide. Andrew, this was a lot of fun. It's nice getting to know you. Thanks for doing the show today. Well, that was awesome. Well, thank you for having me and, and super fun. <laughs>
about your favorite guests, find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.